Let the poor say, I'm rich. Woo! Come on. I declare those things that I'm not. I declare I'm rich, I'm strong, I'm skinny, I'm good looking. Hallelujah. Come on. <laughs> Woo! No matter how you feel or look, just declare it. Declare what you want to be, not what you are. Come on. Where's all my kids? Pre-K through fifth grade. It's kids' church time. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, man, we're missing Pastor Marcelo and Sister Doris and Kayla and Nathan. They uh, got a chance to go out to Iowa and uh, visit with Rachel and to go to one of her ball games. They're in college, and, uh, but they're on their way home. So they'll be home uh, hopefully tonight and uh, ready for a good week and Thanksgiving and uh, it'll be a blessing. But you be back tonight. I know they're going to have a wonderful service uh, here at 6 o'clock. So you want to be a part of that. Hey, can I get you just to do me a favor today? Could everybody just put your hands out like this? Now let me ask you a question. What is in your hand? Okay. There's people saying nothing. How many agrees with that? All right, let's, 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 you can put your hands down now. Let's talk about it. We'll give your neighbor a high five while you got your hands up. Woo, there you go. Come on, let's talk a little bit about it today. What is in your hand? Listen, I want us today to, be, to, get, to begin to be grateful and be thankful for what we have in our hands. If you don't acknowledge and know what's in your hand, if you don't see what you have in your hand as value then we make that declaration, I have nothing. But I want to declare to you today, you have something. You have more than you think you have. And even when you have nothing, it's something. And so we're just going to talk a little bit today about what's in your hand and about being grateful for what we have and what God has done. Now, I'm, I'm glad this week that I, I don't have to stand, stand on my Bible all week and pre, all day and preach. That was a powerful message. If you were not here last week, if you didn't hear last week, go back and watch it. Pastor, our brother Leon Bachelor preaching on standing on the Word. And I told Miss Amy this week, you know, in, in times like this, uh, when you're getting all kind of bad reports and all that, what do we stand on? The Word of God. Amen. We have to stand on that word. And you know what? His word is true. And today we're going to look at his word. We're going to look at a story. And if it's true for Moses, it's true for you. Amen. Now we all know the story of Moses, the burning bush. If you don't, you can go and read it later in Exodus. But we're going to read just a little bit today in Exodus chapter 4. But you know, in Exodus, uh, God, uh, Moses is, you know, he, he was raised in Egypt. His mama, uh, did you know Moses was the first basket case? Pharaoh was killing all the babies and his mama put him in a basket and put him in the river. And Pharaoh's daughter came along and drew him out of the river, which is what his name means. Moses means drawn out. And uh, he was raised in the palace, but he just always knew he was different. His mama nursed him those first years of his life and because the sister went up to the Pharaoh's daughter and said, Hey, would you like me to find you a nursemaid? And she said, Sure. And she went and got his own mama. I tell you, God, God knows how to work things out, doesn't he? And every day I'm sure his mama says, Son, 
You're blessed. You're not an Egyptian. You're a Hebrew. You serve the true and living God. And she went through all that. And she put that in his heart. So one day, I mean, when he saw what was going on and how the Egyptian was striking the, the, the Hebrew, he or something rose up in him and he killed him. Hit him in the sand. The next day he saw two Hebrews fighting. And he said, hey guys, don't fight. And they said, what are you going to do? Kill us and bear us in the sand like you did him? He realized his secret was out. And he ran for his life. He spends the next 40 years on the backside of a desert tending sheep. And one day, he's walking along and all of a sudden, he sees this bush. And it's on fire. How many knows what fire does? It consumes. It burns. But here was a bush that was on fire that was burning but not being consumed. And he's like, wow, that's, that's something different. And so, all of a sudden, a voice spoke And said, take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. God spoke to Moses. God called Moses. And God asked Moses four questions. Or or Moses had four responses. Four excuses. And God had four answers for his excuses. Can I tell you today? God has an answer to your excuse. When you say I have nothing. God says you have something. When you say you can't, God says you can. And we God, God will begins to put in us today a gratefulness and a thankfulness for what we have. If we don't thank God and we don't acknowledge what we have is, is something and give it to God, He can't use it. But when we acknowledge and we give, give, what's that song said? Give thanks. You know what? If you don't have anything else to give, give thanks. We can all give thanks. We can all be polite. We can all say thank you. We can all be grateful. But Moses had four excuses. First of all, he said, who am I? Who am I that I can do what you're calling me to do? Who am I that I can go down and set your people free? Who am I? And God's answer was, it doesn't matter who you are. What matters is who I am. So you're, so you're too worried about who you are. You need to stop worrying about what, what you, who you are, and you need to realize who God is, the one that you serve. It's not who you are, it's who He is, and you belong to Him, and greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. Moses said, well, I don't know what to say. You ever not known what to say? There's been lots of times I didn't know what to say, but I said something anyway. That's when you get in trouble. We don't need to say something that God doesn't say. And he said, I don't know what to say. And God's answer was, I'll tell you. Don't worry about what you say. He said, in that hour, don't worry about what you say. The Holy Spirit will tell you. He'll prompt you. He'll put the words in your mouth. All the excuses you've been making. Amen. God said, don't worry about that. I will take care of it. It's not you. It's me. It's not what you're saying. It's not your word. It's my word that's going to move the mountain. Moses said, but, 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 but they won't listen to me. And God said, oh, they'll see and believe. 
We've got to begin to get back to not worrying about just what the word is, what we say. But we need to get back to some signs following. Amen. God is a God that honors his word. Amen. And he will bring it to pass and he will show himself mighty. We need God to show up. And show Himself mighty. We need God to show up in America right now. We need God to show up in our churches. We need God to show up in our homes. We need God to show up in our body. And show Himself mighty. Moses said, but I can't speak. And I don't have the skills. And God said, it's alright. I'll speak through you. Ended up allowing His... Aaron to go and brother speak for him, but that wasn't God. God said, you don't need anybody to speak for you. It's not your eloquence. It's not your uh, uh, degree. It's not what you, it's me. You go, you be obedient. I will speak through you. I will show myself. He said, well, who do I say sent me? He just said, say, I am that I am. The great I am sent me. And so, uh, Moses had all these excuses. And that's not what we're going to focus on today. But we have all those same excuses. But, you know, we've got to stop making excuses and just start being thankful for what we have. Stop focusing on what we don't have. We're going to see that in just a moment. That's not what God asked. And so God asked a question. And we're going we're gonna to jump down here. We're going to pick up in Exodus chapter 4 and verse number 2. Uh, let's just read a couple of words here. And so it said, And the Lord said unto him, What is in thy hand? And he said, A stick. A rod. Basically, nothing. I don't have anything here of any use. I don't have anything here of any substance. I don't have anything here of any power. I don't have anything here that that would impress anybody. But God didn't ask that. God just said, what's in your hand? He said, well, I got a stick. I got this staff here that I picked up out there in the desert. I've been wandering around with, just kind of using it to poke and prod. And, you know, I've been using it to guide the sheep. But it's not anything special. What's in your hand? And he said, rod. And God said, cast it on the ground. And he cast the stick on the ground and it became a snake or a serpent. And Moses fled before it. I mean, I don't know about you, but when you see a snake, what do you do? (laughs) My, My son went... Uh, deer hunting this past weekend. This is deer season. Just this is a, just a, a, a once once a year uh, announcement. It is deer season. All of our hunters are hunting. Just remember, any deer shot on Sunday, ten percent of the meat goes to the pastor. Or you can invite me over. I like it chicken fried with mashed potatoes and gravy. Just so you know. My son went deer hunting, and he, he got in his stand, and he was sitting there a few minutes, and all of a sudden he realized, man, I didn't check the stand. First thing you do. So he looked all around, checked everything, all is well. He sat there a few minutes looking for deer, and then all of a sudden he thought, I didn't look up. So he looked up. Back there, good, 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 
not so good. A big old snake right up above his head, right in the rafters. He said he told his father-in-law, there's a time for all things. And that was the time for me to get out of that stand. (laughs) So be sure to check your stands for, for, for snakes and spiders and all that good stuff. But Moses threw this stick down and it turned into a snake and he just had the natural reaction. Woo! Then the Lord said, reach down and take it by the tail. This is where we realize why God did not choose a woman. Because there ain't no woman reaching down and taking no snake by the tail. (laughs) She said, those people can stay in bondage. I'm going to the house. But listen, I'm not giving the women a hard time because Moses ran away too. He fled, and then God stopped him and said, Hey, go take that snake by the tail. Moses reached out, and the snake became a stick again. That's a pretty cool trick, isn't it? And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth your hand and take it by the tail. And just as he caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. It became what it was before when it was in his hand. I want to talk to you a little bit today about being grateful for what's in our hand, but it's when you take what is in your hand and put it in God's hand, it can become your nothing can become something. When you're grateful for what you have and you thank God, I I don't have much, but I take what I have and I offer it to you. Lord, I don't have anything to deliver people. All I have is a stick. And God said, just give it to me. Just put it down. Get it out of your hands. There's so many things in our life we won't let go of. We won't put it in God's hands. And I'm telling you, you know what it is? If if we get right down to the nitty gritty. Y'all know where the nitty gritty is? Not sure, but I heard that all my life. Where the rubber meets the road, they say. Well, wherever that is. Wherever that last one. Hey, I heard this week, uh, uh, I told them Wednesday night, they, they, they have come, they, they looked at everything, and they found that in women, their nerves are miles long. So really, it is an accomplishment when a man gets on her last nerve. Because he has had to go through miles to get there. It's accomplishment. Until you take what you have and place it in God's hands, it is nothing. It is just a stick. But can I tell you today, amen, when you take what you have that may be nothing and you put it in God's hands, it becomes something and nothing that couldn't do nothing is now something that can do anything. And Moses used this stick to confront soothsayers. He he turned water into blood. He brought frogs. It brought lice. It brought thunder and hail. It brought, I mean, locusts. It caused the water of the Red Sea to part. You remember that story? They come up to the Red Sea. The enemy's behind them. 
mountains on both sides, what are we going to do? And once again, God had to say, hey, Moses, what's in your hand? Oh, Lord, it's just a stick. Now, Moses, remember what I did in Egypt? Remember all the miracles? Remember throwing it down and becoming a serpent? Oh, I love this story. Because, see, the devil tries to mimic and counterfeit, and he can to a point, what God is doing. So he gets down to Egypt, and he goes, Oh, I remember that. Uh, I, I remember when I threw my stick down, and it became a snake. And so he did, and, and, the, and everybody went, Oh! And the king said, hey, magicians, can y'all do that? And they were like, oh, yeah. Because, you know, the devil has some power. And, and so they threw their sticks down, and they became snakes. But guess what? Moses' snake ate the, their snakes. God, you, the devil's no match for God. He can mimic some things, but I'm telling you what God's doing will swallow up what the devil's doing. And so now then they're standing at the Red Sea and... Moses, uh-oh, what are we going to do? Well, Moses, remember what's in your hand. Moses takes that stick, stretches it out over the water, and the water begins to roll back. You see, because nothing in your hands just stays nothing. Because you don't have confidence in it. You don't have faith in it. You've already looked at it this morning. You already looked at your hands and said, I don't have anything. So therefore, when somebody asks you to give something or do something, you say, I can't because I don't have anything. But when you realize that what you have is significant, and if you will put it in God's hands, there's nothing he can't do with it. Now then Moses reached it and stretched it over the Red Sea, and now then the Red Sea parted and then he, they get on the other side and here comes the enemy and Moses just stretches it out again and it comes back and drowns them all how many like to have that stick God he, he, he won't give you that stick because some of y'all would be drowning people all the time <laughs> your boss get mad at you you'd be parting waters and Saw a little cartoon this week. I loved it. A little cartoon had, had, had this guy up on the high dive. He was standing up there, and there's this old man with a beard standing on the side, and the guy said, I'm not jumping till Moses leaves. <laughs> he used that stick. To bring forth water out of a rock. He used that stick to bring victory to the army. This rod was nothing in itself. It was just a stick. But when a stick is put in the hands of God, it becomes a mighty weapon. It was significant. You see, Moses, God did not ask Moses what he didn't have. See, that's where so many of you... It's reason why we can't get into a grateful, thankful heart because we're, we're too consumed with what I don't have. I don't have the resources. I don't have the speech. I don't have the education. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't... And God said, I didn't ask you about what you didn't have. I asked you about what you did have. I didn't ask you if you thought it was significant. I just asked you what it was. Because, see, every one of us have something different. But in God's hands, it's significant. We, we, we all can make a long list. I don't have enough money. 
I don't have enough education. I don't have enough social standing. The list can go on and on and on of our excuses. And we use them quite often when God asks us to do something. We're very quick to point out all that we don't have. And God has never asked anybody what they don't have. He only asks them what they do have. You see... God doesn't direct our attention. He doesn't focus on the lack. He doesn't focus on what we don't have. That's what we focus. That's what the devil wants you to focus on. Because if he can get you to focus on the lack, he can get you to be, to be ungrateful. And that's where the Bible says in this last day, amen, if everything, I mean, disobedient to parents, all the stuff that's happening, it was in the Bible. And then one of the things right in the middle of it, he says, un. Grateful. I just submit to you today that ungratefulness is a sin. Not appreciating what God has given us and what we have. I mean, there's nothing that will make you feel worse and make you matter than doing everything in the world for your children and then them being ungrateful for it. Makes you just want to take everything away from them you gave them, doesn't it? There's something about when you do something for someone and they turn around and say thank you. It was when Jesus healed the ten lepers and he tells them to go and show themselves to the priest. And only one turned around and said thank you. And he's like, well, where's the other nine? They didn't have time. They had something else on their mind, other agenda, whatever. But you know what? It's something that we need to stop when God has done something in our life. If He has put something in our hand, even if it is a stick, I mean, we need to say, Lord, thank you for my stick. Amen? Even if it is an ugly stick. You see, it's not what you have. It's the availability of what you have. You know, there's a lot of people. We, we, we hear it all the time. Uh, people have a lot of money, but they're broke. And we, we, we go, how, how can that be? Because they, they don't have what's called liquid assets. They put their money in stuff. It's tied up in Assets and it's time to this and that and other. And there can be people that have a lot of stuff but don't have any money in their hand. But they're not broke. Come on. There's a lot of you feel like, wait a minute, I don't have nothing in my hand, but I'm telling you today, you're not broke. You've got heaven full. You've got the kingdom of God. Amen. You've got all the things in the word of God belongs to you. Amen. You've got some assets. You've got some stuff. Amen. And God, amen, can get it to you. But I'm telling you, you've got to be grateful for what you have. Don't tell me you need a new car if you're not taking care of your old one. If you're not washing it, changing the oil, if you're not taking good care of it. Why do you think you're going to get a better one? You've got to learn to appreciate and take care of what you have. And then if you'll take care of it, 
Listen, you take care of that old clunker like it's a Lamborghini. And the Lord go, you know what? Man, I think they can handle a better one. You bless you with one. But you know what? You just, so many people just trash what they have because they say, oh, well, this one don't matter. I'm going to get a better one someday. I'm telling you, when they do get a better one, they treat it the same way. And what it all boils down to is we're not appreciative of what we have. Because when you appreciate what you have, and what you have has value, you take care of it. Whether it's a relationship, a friendship, a car, a house, clothes, whatever it is. When you appreciate, when you know the cost. So, so many kids, you know, can, can, can you remember when kids used to want a quarter? Nickel, a dime, and it was a dollar, ten dollars, twenty. I mean, now it's like you got a hundred bucks. What? I saw, saw a little picture. The guy said, he said, all these kids are wanting iPhones. He said, I was happy when I was a kid to have one of those pens that had the different colors. You know, you could press down. Anybody have one of those? Yes. Man, that was awesome, wasn't it? You give that to a kid today, they're just like, well, what's this? It's because they don't know the cost, the value, how long it took you to earn and work for that. But when you begin to understand value, you understand what God has done for us. Amen. We begin to look at our hands and we don't say, I have nothing. We say, you know what? I may only have a stick. I may not have as much as they do or they do. But you know what? What I do have, I'm grateful to God for it. And I am going to make it available to God. Because I'm telling you, there, there, there's as many greedy poor people as there are greedy rich people. See, greed has nothing to do with the amount. It's whether or not you live like this. Or you live like this. He said, but if I live like this, stuff can get out. Yes, it can. You give and you let it flow. But guess what? Stuff can get in too. When you live like this, yeah, maybe you hold on to a little bit. And you don't give and help and bless. But guess what? Nothing can get in. So we live open-handed, grateful for what God puts in our hands. And thank God, I just want to be a conduit. Just let it flow through me. Availability is the key. You see, in Moses' hands, the stick only stays a stick. But once Moses released it and put it in God's hands, the difference... What was the difference? How did a stick... Do all those miracles. How did a stick? It, it, it wasn't the stick. It was when Moses put the stick in God's hands. Because God can do anything with anything. And God doesn't need anything to do something. When there was nothing, God said, let there be. Darkness was upon the face of the earth. And God said, let there be light. God creates things out of nothing. But He loves it 
when we will take something and put it in his hand. A gift, an offering, whatever we have, our gifts, our talents, whatever God has placed in our life, we are appreciative for them and we see them as significant and we say, Lord, it's not much in my hand, but I'm going to put it in your hand. Can I get an amen? You see, it's not your ability. It's not your knowledge. It's not your talent. It's not the size of your gift. All that matters is how much of God is in the stick. The problem is, is we don't have enough God in our stick. We have enough. We have a lot of us. We're holding on to it. We're putting our thoughts, our ability. We're trying to put our. It ain't happening because we're powerless. It's when we get God in the stick. It's when things begin to happen. I mean, your stick represents whatever you have that you surrender to God. And when God gets in it, whoo, there's a surprise that happens. I mean, when God gets in your song, when God gets in your preaching, when God gets in your marriage, when God gets in your business, when God gets in your gift, when God gets in your talents, amen, something happens. When God gets in a thing, it's not the same. He transformed that stick into a snake. And it became a lot of things and did a lot of stuff. And it wasn't because of Moses. It was all because of God. What happens is we give God what we have and then God starts doing great things. And then we get the big head. Start thinking, oh, look what I did. I mean, we've got to stay humble and realize it's just a stick. But I gave it to God. And God allows me to use it just like Moses. Amen. We've never seen, amen, the rod do anything before. He, ne- he, just, he just went along, tromping along. I'm sure he hit bugs and did all kind of stuff with it. But he never saw the power of God work through it until he surrendered it to the Lord. What's in your hands, Moses? Oh, not much, God. Just this stick. Give it to me. Moses, I've been watching you all these 40 years. I see what you can do with a stick, and it's not much. But Moses, why don't you put it in my hand and let me show you what I can do with it. See, you, all that you've tried to do, all your education, all your skills, all your business, all your stuff, you've been trying to do it on your own. And some of you, you've been successful. But I'm telling you, it's nothing compared to what you can do and can be if you'll take it and put it in God's hands. And then you will see your business, you'll see your relationships, you'll see everything that your hand touches prosper. Not because of you, but because of God. Amen? Remember when God got in a rock? Children of Israel... Up to a million people are thirsty. And God got in a rock. And water flowed out of that rock. And all those people. Remember when God got in a donkey? Yeah. If God can use a donkey, He can use you. Yeah. He kept beating that donkey, trying to make it. The angel was standing right there with a sword, going to kill him. And the donkey saw him. The man didn't. The prophet that should have seen, didn't see, but the donkey did. Finally, the donkey had to turn around and talk to him. And tell him what was going on. 
The crazy part of that whole story is the guy talked back to the donkey. That's when I'd have jumped off the donkey and ran. But some people are so stubborn, they can't. Listen, God will get in a donkey. We need God to get in a donkey today. Remember when God got in the axe head? Made it swim. In your hand, it'll sink. But when God gets in it, he'll make it swim. God got in a pot of oil and caused it to last the entire famine. God got in a little box. They called it the ark. His presence rested in that box. He rested behind the holies of holies, the veil in the temple. But when Jesus died, that veil was rent from top to bottom because God wanted out of his box so he could get out into us. God said, I'm tired of being confined in a box. I'm ready to get out. I'm ready for people. Hey, only one person, the high priest, could come visit once a year. He said, I'm ready to get in the hearts and lives of people. Amen. So we can fellowship every day. I want them to take what they have when God gets in it. No one, amen, would know by looking on the outside. But today, amen, listen, people look at you and you say, what am I? Let me tell you what you are. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Can I tell you today, amen, people might look at you and they may look at me and they may look at the church and say, we're not nothing. But let me tell you what I am. I am a house for the Holy Spirit. I am a house that the Son of the living God lives in and He moves in and He works in and He works through. I am a child of the Most High God. I'm an heir and a joint heir with Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. Stop, start acting like a head and not a tail. That's a good word right there. Come on, start acting like who you are. Start acting like who is in you. And stop saying, I don't have nothing. You have Everything. You've got the power of Almighty God. Amen. Living on the inside of you. And He has placed in you a gift. We need to begin to say, Lord, I give it back to you. I put it in your hands. It's just a stick in my hands. It was when Moses released it to God that the power of God came into it. It's when we release ourselves to God that He manifest Himself through us. Amen. God wants to do something new. He wants to do something greater. But we've got to be willing to let go of what we have and give it to... We're so afraid to let go and give it to God. Because we... I'll tell you, you, you want to get right down? I said it earlier and I didn't even tell you what I was talking about. I said to get down to nitty gritty. And I never told you what it was. Let me tell you. When you get right down to it, It's because we don't trust Him. The reason we don't give Him the stick is because we don't trust Him. We don't think He'll give it back. See, we're used to dealing with people who take. 
We're used to dealing with people that do us wrong. We're used to dealing with the enemy and the devil that steals, kills, and destroys. And we hold on to everything because somebody's going to take it. I'm telling you, God's not trying to take nothing from you. God's trying to get something to you. But there's a principle. Give and it shall be given. And if you give, give a stick, He'll give you back a rod of power. He never gives anything back the same way. He always changes it. Ask that little boy, what, 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 what have you got? Oh, I don't have nothing. Just a little lunch. Uh, just, just a few loaves and fishes. That's not enough to do nothing with. We've got thousands of people here. What Jesus say? Just bring it to me. And he took it, and he blessed it, and he fed 5,000. And when they took up all the leftovers, there was 12 baskets full. And the little boy showed back up at home. He left with five loaves and two fishes, and he showed back up with 12 men carrying baskets. And his mama said, what in the world happened? I don't know. I just gave my lunch to Jesus. And they ate for a while. And they sold some. And they blessed and they made some money. And God blessed their home and blessed their... Because God never asked anything from you that He doesn't give you more back. I give you a stick. I give you a rod of power. And you can go out and do signs, wonders, and miracles and set a whole nation free. And it wasn't nothing you did. It was just when you put yourself in my hand. Can I get an amen? And Moses' staff, Moses' stick, became the rod of God. Can I tell you today? What you have. Your talent, your ability. You say, this is mine. And it can be yours. And it can do a little bit. But you know what? If you'll put it in God's hands, it'll become the talent of God. The purpose of God. The direction of God. The blessings of God. And it can do so much more. Can I get a big amen? Every time Moses used it, he triumphed. Moses carried that staff. People saw it. He stretched it out. He used it. Listen, that, that we, we've got to use what God has put. What do we have? The Bible says we have, pa- Pastor uh, Brother Leon preached it last week, the Word of God. We've got the Word of God in our mouth. It's nigh in our tongue. I mean, we've got to begin to use it. We've got to, just like Moses stretched out the rod, we need to begin to speak the Word of God. Declare the purpose of God. We've got to use what God has given us and use it for His glory. But one of the greatest problems that we have is that we underestimate what we have. Now let me ask you. What's in your hand? Do you realize today you don't have nothing? You've got something. You've got your life. You've got your talents and abilities. You've got... The breath of God in your lungs. 
You have Jesus Christ living in your heart. You got the Holy Spirit empowering you. You got so much more than a stick. But even a stick in the hands of God can do miracles. So what can you do when you say, Lord, I'm going to give you what I have. I'm going to take my ability and make it available to you. You use it how you want to. And watch what God does in your life. Amen? Remember that little lady? She said, I have just enough meal and oil to make one cake. And then, going to die. The man of God said, hey, won't you make me one first? (laughs) How rude. But see, what she didn't know, she wasn't giving that cake to a man. She was putting that cake in the hands of God. She was taking what she had, her gift, and giving it and sowing it and put it in God's hands and guess what through that entire famine every time she went to the cupboard there was always enough oil and enough meal to make another one and make another one and make another one she had supernatural supply I'm telling you amen if you keep holding on to your supply it's going to dry up but if you'll take what you have and put it in God's hands he'll make it last as long as it needs to and he'll multiply can I get a big amen you say, I, I just got a little oil. That's okay, give it to him. I, I just have a few fish. That's okay, give it to him. Amen. You, you might have a little bit, but in God's hands, it's a lot. Amen. Samson. You remember Samson? He, he was going down there and fight the Philistines. He looked around. Come on, I, I, where's my gun? I need a gun. I, I need a bow and arrow. I, I need a, where, where's this and that? I have nothing. What is that? Oh, a jawbone of a donkey. What? That ain't nothing. Can you imagine all the Philistines looking at him and going, Hey, what's in your hand? And he went, Oh, That's just a jawbone. What you going to do with a jawbone? Well, I'm not going to do nothing with it. But in just a moment, the anointing of the Holy Ghost is about to come on me. And I'm about to show you what I'm going to do with a jawbone. And he killed thousands with that jawbone. So many people just look at it. The devil looks and goes, ah, what, what you going to do with that? You, you gonna, <laughs> just watch. Because it was, it's nothing, but God's about to get into it. What you going to do with that little bit of money? What you going to do with that little bit of talent? What you going to do with that little time? What, uh, well, probably not much, me, but you know what? I'm fixing to make it available to God, and when God gets in it, me and God about to do a whole lot of good. Me and, we're about to put a whooping on the enemy. Amen. When God gets in it. Come on. I don't want to be in it all by myself. I need God in it. Amen. I don't know what you have, but you need God in it. I can tell you that. Put it in your hand. Come on. It's not your voice to sing. It's not your voice to teach. It's not your hands to work. It's not your life to live. Amen. It's God's. Put your stick in God's hands and hear. Listen, listen to God this morning. He's asking you, what's in your hand? You've been saying nothing, but now you realize, wait a minute, I've got something. It might just be a stick. It might just be a jawbone. It might just be a little oil. It might just be a few fish and loaves. But you know what? I realize today, if I put it in God's hands, it's about to become something supernatural. You know why? God touched it.
Sometimes we feel like we need extraordinary ability. There's nobody in the Bible extraordinary. They're just ordinary people that God touched. Ordinary people that put what they had in God's hands and He used it. Ordinary people, just like you and me, that just said, Lord, I'm available. Use me. And God did miraculous, miraculous things. I just heard a story this past week that just blessed my heart. Young man in Bible college went on a bus tour trip. They were touring different places and houses. They came to the house of Jonathan Edwards, great revivalist, man of prayer. They were touring the house, and they came to his bedroom, and they saw there by his bed a piece of carpet that had been cut out and replaced. They asked, what is that? They said, that's where he knelt and prayed so much that it wore hole in the carpet and they replaced it all the young people continued to tour and got back on the bus when the teacher realized there's one young man missing and he went back through the house and he could hear a voice and he went to that room and there was a young man kneeling in that spot saying God do it again God do it again And he told that young man, it's time to go. And the young man got up and got back on a bus. And God did it again through him. A little young man named Billy Graham. Touched a nation. Brought thousands into the kingdom. Because he was willing to get on his knees and say, Lord, do it again through me. I just give you what I have. My talent and ability. Just use me. You know what? You might be the next Billy Graham. The pastors have been meeting uh, this past week. And we're going to continue meeting looking to bring his grandson, Will Graham, to Tyler for a great crusade, a citywide crusade. Because that legacy didn't just go with him, but with his son, Franklin. And now with his grandson, Will. I'm telling you, when you make yourself available to God, when you put what you have in God's hands, it won't just affect you. It'll affect all your generations after you. It'll affect all your family. It'll, you'll leave a legacy. Come on, what put you put in God's hands? Amen. God can use. Amen. Father, today we want to say thank you so much. Lord, I ask you to forgive me for all the times that I was ungrateful for what I have. I, I looked at what I had and said, it's nothing. I wasn't thankful for what you've done. I was always looking for more. I, I, I'll do something when I get more. I'll give something when I get more. I'll do this when I have more. Father, forgive me. Today, I want to take just what I have. What's in my hands. What you've given me in my life. And I want to be grateful. I want to be thankful to you for it. But today, I don't want to hold on to it. In my hands, it can't do much. But in your hands, 
It can do anything. I'm going to ask you this morning all over this building to stand to your feet. One more time, I'm going to ask you just to put your hands out in front of you. And I'm asking you this morning, one more time, what's in your hand? This time, I want you to think of all that God has given you in your life. All of your talents and abilities and the business and the, 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 the gifts and your family and your children. Your, all, all the blessings of God. You may not have as much as other people, but you've got something. Maybe you just feel like it's a stick today. But whatever you have, God's blessed you with it. In your hands, it may not can do a lot. But in God's hands, it can build a kingdom. So I'm asking you this morning, are you willing to take what's in your hands and place it in His? Are you willing to throw your stick down on the ground and give it to God? Are you ready to live open-handed instead of closed fist? So God can bless. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, thank you for all of your blessings upon my life. Thank you for my gifts and talents and abilities. For my business, my family. I thank you that you live inside of me. I have a precious gift of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, living within me. I have so much. And I say thank you. In my hands, it's accomplished some things. But I'm ready to do amazing things. I'm ready for you to work through me. So today, whatever's in my hand, I give it to you. Could you just as a sign of faith, just kind of... Your hands are right in front of you. Would you just kind of transfer it? Just stretch your hands out. Just give it to Him. Father, today we put it, we place it in Your hands. In Your hands, a stick can do mighty things. So Lord, what can my gift do? What can my abilities and talents do if You are in it? I've been in this thing by myself. But today, I'm no longer alone. Today, I give my gifts to the Lord and it becomes God's. And God, I'm excited about what you're going to do with it. And I'm just going to be available for you to use every how you want to. And I'm going to be grateful and thankful. I'm going to continue to live open-handed. Things flowing in, things flowing out. And I'm going to say thank you for your blessings. Everybody say, it's yours, Lord. Take my-
do what you want to with it. 